this is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to All Things Azeroth, Episode 703, Community and Conflict. Today's sponsor is Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash atareads2020. That's bit.ly slash atareads2020. Nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today's show is also brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020. That's T-R-Y-E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash expressata2020 for three months free with a one-year package. Visit tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020 to learn more. Coming to you from the exotic land known as Canada, eh? You're listening to another episode of All Things Azeroth. Now we present your awesome hosts, the always stalwart and honorable Maedros, the commander of the fell and master of demons, Death, the non-vegan meat shield, my warrior brother, Toasty, and the high priestess of the Everlight, Allie. She ain't from Canada, but it'll work. It's the internet. Just go with it. They are bringing you your news from the world of Warcraft. This is All Things Azeroth. And welcome back to All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I'm your host, Medros. And with me, I have Allie. Hey, Allie. Oh, hello. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I had today off with it being Labor Day, which was a much needed day to not go to work. <laughs> and it's a four-day week. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, so I have to keep telling myself, I already got Monday done. We're already on Tuesday. It'll be fine. Just got to keep telling myself that, you know? Just got to hope that Tuesday isn't Monday and Tuesday rolled into one. In my profession, it usually is. But um, we'll get through it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, we don't have a Toasty this week. He wasn't feeling very well. Uh, so we decided to bow out of this episode. And uh, uh, I have done the same. So totally fine with him taking a week, taking a Monday off and uh, just resting up. So take care, bud. And uh, take care of yourself. Uh, how was your week in WoW? Pretty good, pretty good. Just today, actually, I worked on one of my goals of things to get done for Shadowlands, which is soloing the five masks. And it's Stormwind this week, and I went Shadow, and I got through all the zones, and I got to Illyria. I was doing pretty good. And then so many things happened at once, and, and then I died. <laughs> I got her down to 50% health, so I was just, it was so close, I could taste it, it hurt to fail at that time, it was the closest I've gotten, but I have enough echoes of Nylotha to get another Twilight, Dev Twilight Devastation, and it's up, so I'm actually probably going to do that and grab it tonight after the show, and hopefully next week I can actually get this completed. I was so close. It hurt. Other than that, though, I've been working on my Horde War campaign, doing some of the quests and whatnot. And I tanked my first dungeon in BFA, which was cool. I used to tank a lot in Legion. So 
I, you know, I kind of was missing it. And I'm going to be playing my Blood Decay in Shadowlands some. So I was like, not sure, why not? So I was hanging out with a friend and I tanked Wickcrest Manor, which was a lot of fun. I miss, I miss Blood Decay tanking. is good. And islands. And a lot of mount runs. Didn't get a single mount, but I sure tried. <laughs> that was about it, though. It's been a, a busy week with some other stuff, so I didn't get a chance to get into beta. But that's okay. Well, I mean, you can't always get into beta every week, right? Yeah. I should be able to this upcoming week, but... Your stream yesterday was fun to watch, I must say. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I was really nervous, but I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed. It was, it was good. I, I did enjoy it, and uh, I was really glad I could be there for it. Thanks. I was glad you were there. For sure. How was your weekend, WoW? Uh, my week in the Shadowlands was very interesting. Uh, I spent some time... Exploring Bastion outside of where I knew quests would be, because I did it in the alpha, and I was pretty confident the quests were going to be about the same as they were before. And I was like, okay, so I know the, the central points, and I actually, I traveled to one place, and I knew what would be there later, and I was amused to find the NPCs I knew would be there later were there at that point, even though I wasn't to that point in the storyline. So I think that was a bit of a flaw in, in their... Uh, laying out of what's going to be there. Um, basically, NPCs in a certain area, uh, when you get there as part of the story, are originally uh, neutral or uh, friendly to you. And then some unpleasant ones come in and take over the place. Well, I'm guessing that the, the neutrality of the NPCs in this area uh, is uh, so short-lived that uh, they decided to as the default, though the 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 mobs in that area are hostile to you and, and aggressive, uh, so that you basically, if you go there outside of the storyline, you are naturally going to be having issues with um, with with hostile mobs, even if you haven't gotten there in the storyline yet. So, uh, I did find that rather amusing. Uh, I did report it as a bug. So I'm like. I know that's a bug as just outside of what they had originally planned on doing. But it definitely it was amusing to me, I will say. Um, and then uh, I did run through the opening with the, the level 1 to 10 stuff again. Uh, just to see if that had changed anything since I was through there. Other than seeing Hordes, I didn't see anything uh, of interest there. Uh, so that was that was interesting, but not, you know, super super exciting to me uh, to see that. And then what else did I do? I explored Ouroboros uh, thoroughly uh, making sure I knew kind of where everything was. Did you look up? Okay. Let me, let me ask you a few questions before I answer your question. How disappointed would you be in me if I didn't look up? Insanely because that is one of the best guy boxes in this entire game. Yes, I looked up. Good. I was gonna like yell at you or something. Not really, but I would get angry. <laughs> I, I I I I feel like you'd be very disappointed if I didn't look up. This is true. This is true. Uh, so yes, I was looking up repeatedly throughout the the time that I spent over there, um, and I'm just kind of like, this is kind of the point in time when I'm trying to like, okay, so 
how can I most easily streamline my time? How can I most easily maximize my time? And how can I make it so that it, my time when when things launch is as easy as possible? Um, I was talking, I think it was in your stream or on Twitter, I, I don't know which one it was. Uh, I really hope that they will give us an option early in the in the expansion to skip over the moss stuff because uh, I find that is the most frustrating part so far uh, getting to the end of Bastion. Uh, you can't mount up. Uh, there's lots of hostile stuff and it's just really, really frustrating to be in an area that is honestly boring. Now, that said... Uh, and I think this might be partly because I was maybe fully rested when I went there, because I might have I may have logged out in Stormwind at point. Uh, I was actually I actually gained an entire level in the Maw, uh, which I don't think is intended. Uh, so I'm just finishing up the second area you visit in Bastion, and I'm already level fifty two, which is where you're supposed to be at the end of that expansion of that zone, I think. Right. Uh, so I might either use my Drenai Paladin as, as a, a second test run through or grab like my Druid or my, or my Hunter or my DK or my Demon Hunter, uh, to do kind of a comparative test to see how quickly they get through it. Um, I need to figure out in Curse how to manage my add-ons in the beta because I'm missing add-ons. Right. And I was kind of hoping to take advantage of the beta to find add-ons that fit what I'm looking to do and uh, try and do a reset of my add-ons. Because um, I don't want to mess up my add-ons in live. But I also kind of want to do a refresh of add-ons for, for Shadowlands. So that's kind of something I'm stuck on at this point. Um, yeah, and you might be stuck for a little bit because I know there's still some add-on creators who are... Still working on their add-ons for Shadowlands. Yeah, um, but like, I know some add-on creators that I follow on Twitter. Like they they've already got their stuff ready to go for Shadowlands, uh, at least as of the current build that they they tested for. Uh, others, you know, they may not have their beta versions out yet. But betas are available for add-on for for the Shadowlands beta. Sorry, add-ons are available for Shadowlands beta. So I'd like to see them added on before too much longer, if, if possible. Right. Uh, from the group of creators that I actually use add-ons from. Um, I plan to, in the next couple of weeks, go through my live add-ons, um, figure out what some of them do, because I'm honestly going to say I don't know what all of them do, and see what I can do to try and streamline those a little bit. Because be I, I want to make my gameplay a little bit better uh, for this expansion, so... And uh, I think I think that's fairly reasonable thing to hope for, yeah. Because you know the game does change, and uh, I know I've been using some of the add-ons I use for a very long time. Um, if I was better at writing in the language used for add-ons, I would actually consider writing some updates to ones that I used to use. Uh, but I don't feel confident enough to write in Lua to actually like update those add-ons, right? Like. I, I used to use one called Trades Bar, and I loved it. And all it did was it gave you 
a movable bar where you could just you all you had was your add-on, your professions. So your fishing, your cooking, your fi- your cooking fire, your mining, your blacksmithing, whatever. Like it was just it was so easy, uh, but it broke. I think at the beginning of BFA, and uh, I haven't seen an update to it. So that's one I'd like to see you know fixed if if I could if I could make a wish list of working add-ons. So, um, but yeah, other than that, just uh, kind of putzing around in the alpha or in the beta, I should say, uh, exploring a little bit. Uh, I I've decided I'm not like I had gotten up to partway through Baldraxxus. Before the character wipe, and I've decided I'm not going to go back, uh, so I'm sticking to Bastion at this point, because um, that's where I want to kind of, I want to be surprised. I, I want there to be stuff I don't know that's going to happen yet, um, and this is I feel is the best way because, I mean, I know I've spent a lot of time in Bastion over my time in, in Shadowlands, so there will be stuff that I will not know ahead of time that we still explore. Um, this will give me the chance to both have time in the beta and not ruin the entire beta for me. Yeah, that, I can I can see that. I mean, it's a it's it's not necessarily strong logic, but it's the logic I got. So, <laughs> but I'm I'm really excited for Shadowlands. It's showing to be a very interesting expansion, and the storylines are are looking like they're pretty deep. So that's good. Uh, but that is about it for my week in WoW. Uh, again, did not go into retail uh, much. I think I went there a couple times uh, to get some information and I logged into my mule a couple times. That's about it. Um, didn't really do much in live. Uh, and I did uh, did snag a, a gift uh, game card uh, so that I can try to avoid using all of my gold before Shadowlands hits. Because I mean, I'm not going to be buying any mounts or anything like anything high price there, but I do want to have some gold available to my characters when the after house launches. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's kind of been uh, my time. Uh, so I guess uh, let's go into this month in WoW since it is a new month now. I think that's probably the real reason Toasty didn't come today. He just didn't want to read this month in WoW. Totally. He didn't want to get mocked for it. <laughs> so coming up in this month in WoW, we have the Dark Moon Fair from September 6th to the 12th. The Battleground Bonus Event from the 8th to the 14th. Battle for Azeroth Dungeon Event, September 15th to the 21st. And that same week, we have the PvP Brawl Gravity Lapse, which is a really fun one. September 19th, we have one of my all-time favorites, Pirate's Day. Really excited about that. Followed shortly by one of my other favorites, Brewfest, from September 20th to October 5th. We have Call to Arms, the Deepwing Gorge, from 22nd to the 28th. The Pet Paddle bonus event will be the 22nd to the 28th as well. Warlord's Time Walking is going to be the 29th through October 5th, as will be the PvP Brawl Warsong Scramble. And the Harvest Festival, also from the 29th through October 5th. October 5th. So we're we're getting to be at the busier holiday time with the 
start of Pirates Day kicking it off. And then Brewfest and Harvest Festival. And shortly afterwards, we'll get to the Halloween season. So fun stuff coming oh, man. up. We're going to be mid-Halloween with these fashion launches. That's it's be perfect. I'm so excited. <laughs> you mean there's something about a time when people dress up often as dead or, you know, evil characters and we'll be going to a place where there are dead or and or evil characters? It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, I tend to dress up like a pirate, but I can be like a dead pirate. It's fine. Pirates are evil. Um, Check yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm still alive. So. Not all pirates are evil. You're right. I mean, Johnny Depp wasn't technically evil. He was just weird. Well, and somehow, like, sometimes you get the whole, you know, Robin Hood concept of stealing from the rich to give to the poor. Some pirates do that. It just depends on who the rich are. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so we had uh, our second of the Afterlives series this week. And um, I'll be honest, I'm surprised you didn't take this one for yourself. I, I did not assign these. This was Toasty's doing. I was surprised, oh. too, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but you got to the show us before I did. So I was, I was, I, I'm so surprised you didn't steal it. I was, I was honoring Toasty's choices. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, so uh, as we had talked about last week, one of the uh, trailer for the Afterlife series, uh, the Maldraxxus one features Draka, and that is uh, mother to Gwell. Also known as Thrall. We saw his little baby feet. It was cute. <laughs> he, he he was in there in baby form. <laughs> um, I I did not catch everything that I probably should have in this. So uh, there there was some stuff that I missed, uh, and some other folks did catch, such as the um, the appearance of some scenes that may have been reused or or. Uh, considerately re-imaged. Because they're not exactly the same, right? Not exactly, but they're pretty dang close. So, there were scenes from the Harbinger's Illidan's uh, series of... uh, The the Illidan version of the the Harbinger series for Legion that are not there exactly... There is slight differences, and there's actually been some comparison on Wowhead of the, the the exact differences. It does seem like a different timeline for the two. Um, one seems to be earlier, and one seems to be later in the period, but they are definitely the same location. Uh, this is this is very interesting because um, I, in all fairness, I did not watch this in full full screen, so I didn't really have a chance to. Uh, to see it as clearly as others might have. Uh, but I did find it interesting that they decided to do that. Um, and there was like actually a confirmation, I think it was from the director, right? You yes. Said that the, that it was confirmed that Draco left the Shadowlands to visit the Legion Stronghold. That surprised me a little bit, I guess. That is, that is super interesting. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean... I am a little surprised that a dead person in the Shadowlands can leave the Shadowlands. Like we're first. we're gonna be the Maw Walkers, like, and they they made it sound like that's such a unique, rare thing. So the, yeah, exactly. Like the fact that Draka left the Shadowlands and and to visit the Legion Stronghold, just 
oh my goodness. <laughs> From a lore perspective, like my brain's like, wait, what? Because the first time I watched this, I thought this scene looked familiar, but I didn't think about it being a possibility of Draka leaving the Shadowlands, although it makes sense that she would. I just, oh my goodness. So many things. So, yeah, I mean, there are infinite questions, uh, much like the last one left us with, uh, such as why and how and when. Uh, and will we know more about this by the end of this expansion? Because uh, if we don't, I'll be sad. I'm sure we will. I think we're going to be finding out a lot of things about the Nathrazim and some of the Legion and their role in the creation of the Helm of Domination and Frostmourne and various things tied to the Shadowlands. So, but it's, I'm really glad the director spoke up about this because there are some people who have been very upset and frustrated because they believed that Blizzard was just being lazy and reusing art. But the fact of the matter is, and I mean, we were talking about this in pre-show, Blizzard's cinematic team is amazing. And what they do is purposeful. It is thought out. And especially with these shorts that are super hyped up and it's meant to continue to build the hype for Shadowlands, every single shot is on purpose and very thought out. So this is not just them being lazy and reusing. Like this is them using this for a reason. And I think it's to give that little that little, you know, little story tease just to keep us, you know, dangling a little bit until we find out more in Shadowlands. So was there anything like you you were went through the Mulder Access stuff during the Alpha, right? A little bit. Um not as much as I would have liked time because they you know time and whatnot. But I did go through some of it. Was there anything hinted to the it, like and there's nothing in the way stuff I went through? Um but uh, how can I put this without being too spoilery? I didn't get much past the snake. Honestly, I've slept since then, so I can't remember exactly how far in I got. <laughs> you know, you see that, that excuse a lot. It's accurate, saying. though. <laughs> but from what I did quest, I, off the top of my head, don't remember any hints or allusions or nods to anything with the Legion. But I could be remembering that wrong because it's been quite a while since I've done Mount Jaxus and I could not tell you. What I can tell you though is what I found interesting. I So while I was watching the video, I had my head down looking at my sticky note, writing a note about what I was, you know, couple things with with the video and the next thing i know i hear the rogue vanish noise i'm like wait what and i had to rewind and be like did they just make draka a rogue and i was really confused and i'm like oh that is draka they they trained her to be a rogue all right she's some kind of warrior rogue that's awesome and i like her even more than i did before uh yeah i i did notice that she vanished uh, and I, I kind of thought she was a warrior before. She was. But, yeah. I mean, to be fair, most of the Horde felt like warriors back, you know, in the time we were encountering her and stuff, so. 
I mean, it makes sense though, because that's she was part of the House of Eyes, and they deal with more of the spies sneaking around type stuff. So it makes sense that they would train her to be more like a rogue. Um, yeah, it was just really interesting. And it also also makes me wonder if Thrall and Draka at some point will be reunited. Maybe. I, I can't imagine they aren't at some point, even if it's in like the. The campaign stuff in the at, at you know at level cap, uh, and that will be a very interesting, very very interesting experience. I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm very curious to see what Thrall would say to his mom, because you no, know, he doesn't know that she's his mom when she's when he meets her. Yeah, like he was he was a baby when she died. So, but, but the, fa- the fact mean, that they how actively many would there be in Shadowlands, right? But the fact that they actively took the time to put his cute little foot in there and to to remind us that she did love him and in that moment she was dying she was like you know reaching for it. like i i kind of wonder if we are going to get some kind of reunion even if it's just a minor one and in passing or something yeah um another thing that, that i found very interesting about that is that um that scene doesn't match some of the lore behind her death. So, um, the previous song of the story behind her death that I remember was said that uh, agents of Gul'dan were chasing her. She knew they were chasing her. She put Thrall in the water, sent him down a river before dying. He's absolutely not in a river when she dies in that cinema, in that thing. Well, the, the the whole river thing, that was actually a um, director-type choice with the Warcraft movie. The sending Thrall down a river thing is not what happened in the actual really? lore. Yep. I thought that was, was written in... in the, okay. Then I guess I misremembered it then. And I'm wrong. That, that was one of the things I was like, wait a minute, I thought that, but I couldn't remember which book it was in and I didn't have time to look it up, so. Right. So, yeah, guess I was wrong there. Thanks for calling me out on that one. Hey, I mean, there's so much to this lore, it's hard to remember everything. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I forget stuff all the time, so. And I mean, we know how good you are with lore, so. Well, that's why I call myself a servant of the lore, not a master, because there's still things I'm learning and remembering and having to refresh my memory on and... All of that. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, so uh, Afterlives was very interesting for this week. Uh, next week we get Ardenweald, right? Yeah. So uh, what are your final thoughts on, on the Maldraxxus? I liked it. It was not as goosebump-inducing, jaw-dropping, lots of OMG moments as the Bastion one had. But it still had some, and I still really enjoyed it. And it was written by Christy Golden, which is really cool. So I I liked it. Not quite as much as the fashion one, but it was still good, and I'm really looking forward to Ardenweald. Yeah, I was not surprised when I saw Christy Golden had written it, because she she's almost the like the, the expert on the the everything tied with Thrall, basically. Right. And a lot of stuff tied to Anduin. 
so that she wrote something to do with Thrall's mom is not was not surprising to me. I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Right. Um, I I really enjoyed it. It was uh, it was a, it was a good good watch. Um, stuff that I'm very curious about, like, and and this is stuff that I don't know that we even have answers for yet. But like, did she betray her original master, or like? what was going on there. Like, I, I wasn't quite clear on what was I said, what I was seeing. I probably need to watch it three or four more times or, you know, two or three, two or one or two hundred more times. But, <laughs> um, in the end, some of the stuff I may not get answers for until I'm actually playing through the stuff in Shadowlands a few times. So, uh, what are your, what are you looking, most looking forward to in the Arden Wield? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's, that's broad. Well, it not only is it a gorgeous zone, but that's the one I'm going to go with on my covenant my, for my main. So I'm really eager to know more about the Winter Queen, even if it's just a little bit. And I mean, there's a certain, I, I don't want to give spoilers, there's a certain someone in Ardenwheel that I'm, I'm excited to see that my my holy priest always, always felt a connection with. And... I am just really eager for more of the story in there. So I really like... I'm curious who you're talking about because I've heard some names of people who are in that zone and none I would think of as having a connection with a a priest. But that's just me. A a healer in general? Okay. I mean... We'll we'll talk later. Anyways, um, (laughs) I just, in general, I like how these are setting up the different covenants. And kind of giving us a little bit, a little bit of a feel for them. So I am overall eager to just have another extra feel for what Iron Wheel is going to be like beyond what I saw through my plays with Alpha and Beta. Mm-hmm. How about you? Um, I want to know who that person is in the in the thumbnail preview okay. thing that they gave. Um, I mean, I had some ideas, but none of them really fit. Uh, who I who I'd expect it to be, um, so I don't know who it's going to be about. Uh, but I imagine it's going to be somebody we're going to see significantly throughout the zone, uh, or who will play a part in the zone. Uh, because, I mean, Meldraxis, we are with Draka for most of the zone, uh, or at least most of the zone that I've done anyway. Uh, in Bastion, we see Ether at several key points in the, in the zone. Um, right. The person for Revendreth, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty confident we see significant uh, instances of that character throughout the uh, throughout that zone. Yep. So definitely thinking that this person is a key person in the Ardenweald Covenant there, but I mean, I, I don't know who they are, and I'm very curious to see who they are, and it will make me very excited for... Uh, for this expansion even more, I think. Indeed. All right. Well, let's move along from uh, the afterlives and move on to uh, a decision. Oh my goodness. This is great. So Blizzard has done a really awesome thing where basically they put together a poll of four different mounts. Which you mean to say, I think, is that the, the Blizzard decided to pit the players against each other. I'm going to get there. battling to try and, you know, 
win. Yeah, I'm going to get there, man. Okay, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> it is a poll to pick one mount out of five. And I'll read those in our descriptions in a minute here. And everyone who take who takes this poll and has, you know, a Shadowlands account um, will get them out by uh, quarter one. In quarter one of 2021. Yes, for every player with Shadowlands activated on their account. So this poll is going to be open until September 18th. So if you've not done this yet, go do it. The mount choices are the Wandering Ancient, the Soaring Spell Tome, the Nerubian Swarmer, the Curious Caterpillar, and the Gooey Slime Saber. And they each have their own, you know, on this blue post, they each have their own cute description and everything. We don't have actual pictures for them, but what's really cool is that this has given the community artists an opportunity to have fun with it and create their own mock-ups of what they think the mounts are going to look like. And there's actually a Wowhead post that shares some of these different ones and they're, they're pretty creative, but what's really cool. What has come out of this is it's been a different, unique way to bring the community together. And like Medris was saying, you know, pit everyone against each other for, you know, team caterpillar team, you know, tree, whatever. And what I really like is that, at least from my experiences and what I've noticed, it's all been playful banter and, you, you know, just having fun with it. It's not negative. It's not toxic. Everyone that I've seen so far is just having fun with this. And it's been such a creative, cool way to bring the community together. And, you know, also raise a little bit of hype for Shylands, which is good, but it's it's been a really fun process to watch, for sure. H- hashtag blow slime saber. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I so back way back in, in you know when I was a kid, I really liked the Ghostbusters cartoon, and I don't know why, but between the Ghostbusters cartoon and the you know original Ghostbuster movies, I just really liked Slimer, and I really like the slime creature models we're getting in Shadowlands with their bones, you know, and the slime and everything. I don't know why I like it, but when I saw Gooey Slime Slaper, I'm like, yep, gonna, gonna go for that one. I was torn because I also like the caterpillar and the tree, but I had to, I had to go with Slimer. I mean, the slime cat is just... It's the right choice, guys. I mean, it's clearly the obvious choice. I don't know why you'd even bother choosing anything else. I mean, it even sounds... So it says, From the slime pools of Plaguefall emerged all manner of jellied creature, including this sticky kitty, a slimy saber cat that's dripping with ooze. It's the kind of mount that you're going to want to wear gloves for. <laughs> and, you know, they can even put, like, a, a riding gloves enchant or something... To, like, increase your mount speed by, like, 1%? Yeah, or something. <laughs> but anyway, like, all, all of these descriptions, they're just so much fun. I mean, I can sit here and read them all if, if you want me to, Medros. But it's, I really like them. And it's just, it's it's a nice, fun, welcome distraction in these days, you know? Sure, go ahead and read the rest. All right. We got the Wandering Ancient. 
Not all ancients are interested in war or lore. Some just want to travel the world. A large and leafy mount, the wandering ancient invites you to climb aboard and grab a hold of its branches as you embark on a lumbering expedition. Which makes me think of, you know, Lord of the Rings and everything, and it sounds really cool, so I was really torn with that one. We have the Soaring Spell Tome. In the forgotten depths of the Dalaran Library, this oversized tome was found flapping madly around the room. Open the pages of this arcane-infused book and hitch a ride to a magical adventure. We have the Nerubian Swarmer. When the Helm of Domination shattered, the Nerubians under the control of the Lich King were unleashed. Some were captured by the Argent Crusade and turned by their allies to the, in the Ebon Blade. Now, their spidery claws are put to use as mounts, skittering through the frozen tundra of Icecrown in pursuit of the rampaging undead. Which I wonder if we're going to see some of that in the pre-patch. With a turned new remains. Anyways, and then we have Great Curious Caterpillar. A curious caterpillar found its way to the heartland and valley of the Four Winds one night and gorged itself on the oversized vegetables. The Pandaren of Half-Hill awoke the next morning to find the crops half-eaten and an enormous, slumbering caterpillar among them. Too large to become a butterfly, this friendly worm is just the right size to train as a mount. Which also sounds really cool. It makes me think of the caterpillar in, I think it's Bug's Life? So, that one's really good too. Uh, I will simply read Toasty's tweet on the matter, uh, <laughs> so that we can have his opinion on this, uh, wrong <laughs> as it is. Uh, Quote, by the way, Caterpillar and Ancient are the only options Caterpillar taking the slight lead over the, of those two. Uh, so wrong as he is, there's his opinion. I'd be okay with the Caterpillar. I'd be okay with the tree. Honestly, I'd be okay with all of them. We're, we're getting a book. Oh, we're getting a book. We're getting a mount, and they all have fun descriptions, so it'd be cool with any of them. But it probably goes Slime Saber is my number one. Probably the Wandering Ancient is my number two, and the Caterpillar is my number three. I agree. Uh, I don't care what either the book or the spider. They're not bad, and if for some reason we end up getting those, I'm okay with that. But they're not in my top three. I'm just proud of Blizzard for giving us something for free. Yeah. Uh, something we can vote on, something we can choose, and uh, if we choose wrongly, it's only our fault. <laughs> I just really like that it's a fun community event. It's been really refreshing. I'm not going to tell anybody what the vote, what the vote, poll, vote results are so far, uh, but I believe that you have a few more days to vote. I don't want to call it the... Yeah, it, uh, it goes... September 18th. Yep. So you have, for, you have another nine days as I'm recording this. So, so go vote and have your say. And, have fun with it. and go look at some of the art. Like I said, it's on... Wowhead is all over Twitter, but the community art that's come out of this has been, it's been pretty cool. And it's really fun to see, again, the community coming together and just enjoying this. Indeed. Alrighty then. So, uh, one of the big questions for Covenants in this expansion has been what the process is going to be to change your covenant. And the latest build, we finally learned how we're going to swap covenants. Uh, 
So when you go back to a covenant you previously managed, you'll need to complete quests and tasks in the object objective zone to rejoin. Uh, this is the first step in a series of at least two steps uh, in order to do so. Now, I mean, what, once you are once you're Bastion, I mean, it doesn't really matter, you know. Why Not you everyone is you. That, but, hmm? Not everyone's you. Not everyone's going to go just Bastion. Well, I mean, but when you choose the right one, why would you bother changing? Well, it's all a matter of, of you know, opinions, right? Well, I mean, fact is fact. Opinion is a different thing. Uh-huh. But, uh... Basically, so it looks like you have to do... Do some stuff to prove your worth to the covenant you want to change to. Um, and you will not leave the covenant you currently are in until you complete the quest. Um... Now, I mean, if your covenant knows you're changing the quest, I, I don't know why they would be so friendly to you if you're in the middle of changing away from them, but I mean, maybe they'll be more interesting than I expect they would be. Uh, at least some of them. But I'm curious, we, I'm sure, very fine with it. But uh, Aventhir and... Um, I can't remember what the other one is that I don't like. Um, but yeah, there, there's definitely some that would like would like it less, I think, that you're abandoning them. Did you see for... how mad Devos got... It was with the curious, their way or the highway. I think they'd be just as mad. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, sorry. The the, the Venthyr and the Necrolords, I think, would be very unhappy if uh, if you abandoned them. That's just me. But yeah, uh, Delos is definitely a very interesting character for sure. Um, so it does look like you have to complete a series of tasks as well as some world quests in the zone that you are wanting to change to. Um, what do you think about the complexity of this? This seems fairly simple to me. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's pretty... It, it seems pretty fairly straightforward. I know it's not going to be what everyone wants it to be, but, you know, they're, 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 they're working. And, you know, it's not out yet. This is just kind of where we're sitting at now, what it looks like. But, you know, it seems like it's it's doable. It's not going to be the immediate flip-flopping around between them like some want. But this might be the compromise. And, yeah. So, that is that. Up next, we are going to take a look at the class buffs that are getting a bit of a change. And I'm still wrapping my head around this. But the scrolls that they took out for Battleshout, Arcane Intellect, and Fortitude are going away. As well as the Engineering Battle Res. And they are also nerfing the drums that go from... Uh, 25% haste to now 15% haste. So that's different. I wasn't too thrilled about this personally. And it does feel like they're kind of going a little bit back to having you bring the class and not necessarily the player, which is something they haven't wanted to do in the past. So basically now, if you want a battle res, you have to bring a death knight, druid, or warlock. 
If you want a priest, or if you want the stamina, you have to bring a priest. If you want attack power, you have to bring a warrior. If you want the 5% intellect, you have to bring a mage. 5% magic damage, this demon hunter. Physical damage, you bring a monk. If you want lust or you know heroism, it's a mage, hunter, or shaman. Which is interesting, and I'm sure they have their reasons for doing this. Also, they are making it so that potions from previous expansions will not work in Shadowlands. And the Shadowlands version of Lightfoot Potion, which is a speed buff, and the Psycho psycho Pump Speed, I've actually never seen that one, um, is also a speed buff. Those have both been nerfed. So there, there, I mean, there's some thoughts out about why they've done this. There's a bit of working with balancing, which can be, you know, a little tricky. There's a thought going out there when it comes to at least those potions that removing potions from old expansions makes it a little bit easier to tune things, take out ones that are maybe a little OP or problematic and gives them the freedom to create new and powerful ones without worrying how it's going to affect the game in future expansions. Because this game's been around for 10 years. You know, a lot of things have changed. So there's that. It is going to be interesting to see how this plays out. A lot of people really liked having the scrolls and drums, for example, when you didn't have the different players to help fill in. But they're also looking at how they're going to be tuning characters and everything because they haven't done their final balance yet, right? So I do know that the engineering res and the class buff changes, that's that's a little rough for... For gameplay, and again, it does make it feel like they're going to have to bring the class. You know, just like we're all a little worried that, you know, with the different covenant buffs we're getting in dungeons and whatnot, you're going to have to bring the covenant. Um, I'm trying personally not to jump to conclusions and see how it works out in the end between all of their balancing and whatnot. Because there have been a lot of reports of some of this content being too easy. You know, leveling is going too quick, you know, that kind of thing. And so, I mean, for that, maybe. But once you do get to end raids and, and, you know, end game stuff or end patch stuff when you are doing your Mythic Pluses and your raids and stuff, this is an inconvenient change. I really do want to hear from an interview as to the reason behind these. I mean, Joda in chat saying that their Mythic Plus group isn't happy about those changes. And I get it. I mean, there have been times that we, in my raid, in my guild raid, we don't have anyone to do hero. So we'll bring the drums. Nerfing those drums doesn't feel good. You know, there have been times we don't have a mage, so someone, you know, brings scrolls of intellect. So, you know, all of those. Like, there, I, I want to say there's a reason. Uh, hopefully there is. But... We'll see how it all plays out. And again, hopefully we'll get some reason behind this. But there is a, another change going on with some of the spells on the global cooldown. Indeed. 
So, uh, one of the things that has, I think, every expansion that I can think back to been a source of contention is what is and what is not on the global cooldown. Uh, often what is yay or nay on that depends on who you are in, in relation to the change. Uh, if you are somebody who sees warlocks uh, often in PvP, uh, there is definitely spells that a warlock can do off of global cooldown that you'd like to see on the global cooldown. Uh, if you are a warlock, there's stuff you'd like to see stay off the global cooldown. Um, for those who may not be aware, basically the global cooldown is a series of spells that will globally be triggered to a cooldown whenever you use one of them. Um, so you can't use certain spells back to back to back. You have to wait for a global cooldown for them for the, for all of them to be available, um, whether they are on a separate longer cooldown or not. Um, and some abilities are coming off of global cooldown this expansion, uh, and that makes some people very, very happy. Uh, so for Death Knight, it's Pillar of Frost and Empower Rune Weapon. For Druids, it's Berserk, Celestial Alignment, Incarnation, Chosen of a Loon, Incarnation, King of the Jungle, and Ravenous Frenzy. For Hunters, it's Aspect of the Wild. For Mages, Arcane Power and Icy Veins. For Monk, it's Serenity, uh, which again, that was, that... was that the one that changed? No. It was a, the buff was Serenity that, that monks used to have that buffed their um, their XP gain. Um, Avenging Crusader, Avenging Wrath, Crusade, and Holy Avenger for Paladins. Spirit Shell for Priests. Uh, Adrenaline Rush, Shadow Blades, and Vendetta for Rogues. Ancestral Guidance for Shaman. Dark Soul Instability, Dark Soul Misery for Warlocks, and Avatar and Recklessness for Warriors. Uh, I am very happy with the ones that are coming off Global Down for me. Because I'll be very happy to use those more often. What about your priest and rogue and such? Well, for my priest, the only priest one is spirit shell, and that's disc, so that doesn't concern me. Rogue, that is mostly subtlety, I think. I think Shadow Blades is subtlety, unless they've... Yep, that's subtlety. Vendetta is assassination, which... I do like Vendetta. I tend to be outlaw these days because that's a little more pirate theme, but uh, that does impact my ro- outlaw rogue, which is nice. The big one, Wait, though, you, you like you like you like pirates? I yeah, no, right? Like Crazy. the The big one though is those pally changes because on my my red pally, I definitely feel the impacts of the global cooldown. So I'm actually pretty happy with those changes. And that's really it for me. Pals are just the best, aren't they? Just so awesome. They're pretty good. Wow, pretty good. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I in the end, I'm very happy with these changes. Um, I will look forward to be able to actually like get fully into them and use them, and see how they'll feel like uh, once they are fully implemented. I uh, don't know if those are in yet, or if they're yeah next update. So uh, in the next few days, we'll probably see that if we haven't already. And, uh, and enjoy Tesnos if you're in the beta. All right. Uh, time for our second sponsor. Uh, so our second sponsor is the great folks over at Audible. Uh, you can get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. That's bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. And nearly 500,000, actually probably more than 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod, MP3 player, Android device, whatever you listen to music on. 
Our book pick this week is World of Warcraft Rise of the Horde, written and narrated by Christy Golden. Let's give that a listen now. Instead, they struck Velen as condescending. He knew what Archimonde wanted, and Velen knew the other viewed his hesitancy as nothing more than an obstacle to what he, Archimonde, craved at this moment. Velen smiled. Yes, I am the cautious one. And sometimes my caution has saved us as much as your decisiveness, Kiljaden, and your instinctive impetuosity, Archimonde. Both of them laughed, and for a moment Velen was warmed by their affection. Then they quieted, and he sensed that they, at least, had already made up their minds. Velen felt his heart sink as he watched them go, hoping that he would make the right decision. The three of them had always worked well together, their diverse personalities serving to balance one another. The result was harmony and peace for their people. He knew that Kiljaden and Archimonde truly wanted what was best not only for themselves, but for those they led. He shared that sentiment, and always before they had reached agreement on such things. And that again is Rise of the Horde, written and narrated by Christy Golden, and we thank Audible for the support of the show. All right, so question of the week. Our question from last week was, where do you think some of your favorites have ended up in the Shadowlands? Our first one here answered in two different locations, so we'll uh, answer both of, read both of those. Uh, Manny's on Discord said, for, for my faves, I suspect Toasty has ended up in Maldraxxus, continuing his eternal fight. Medros will be called to Revendreth to atone for his hate of good boy Rathion. Ali will have cheated her way into Ardenweald because she is using the legendary to reincarnate after spirit form. And come on, guys, that is sort of a cycle of rebirth, right? Manny's just jealous. Uh, on Twitter, Manny said, I would like to see Mancrick's wife. Uh, I don't really, I don't even care where she is. I just hope she's at peace. <clears throat> Uh, pardon me, I need some water before I start this one here. Metros this week is going to read Seraphis's answer. <laughs> Indeed. Seraphis of uh, the Sundering says the following. Arthas is in Torghast selling ice cream, peanuts, and popcorn to visitors. Carrie Fisher is located in the basement of Orbos, screening showings of Star Wars episodes 4 to 6. Chadwick Boseman is in Bastion, building Wakanda. Wilford Brimley is in Revendreth, riding a horse, telling new souls to check their blood sugar and check it often, damn it. Jerry Stiller is in Maldraxxus at the Sea of the Primus, telling jokes about his ridiculous son. Little Richard is in Ardenweald, playing on a piano built into a tree, and every time a fairy flies by his ear, he yells, ooh. Uh, Fred Willard is recasting his movie Best in Show in Maldraxxus with those demon hounds. Kenny Rogers is now a chicken vendor in Orbos. Which, points on that one, man. Points. Big points on that one. Roy Horn is performing his act in Ardenweald, Mists of Tyranus Scythe. And legendary Rush drummer Neil Pert has taken up drums once more in Bastion, beating the drum for the Ascended as they march towards war. And then we also have... Arlena, who said, Vol'jin is in Revendreth to atone for putting Sylvanas in, char in charge of the Horde. Frasley says, Kindy is with the Arbiter as her assistant. She was too perfect and died way too soon. I got, I got a little emotional. I read that one. 
And Jennifer Moonclaw Runis says, Revendreth Maligos. Revendreth or Maldraxxus. Oh, Runis in Revendreth or Maligos in Revendreth or Maldraxxus. Gotcha. And we also had Joda, who last minute added in, my social life is definitely trapped in the maw. I, I think we all are there. That's that's 2020 in a nutshell, right? So, <laughs> Yeah. Now, our next week's question, we've already kind of talked about, but it is, what is your choice for the community mount? And why is your choice a superior choice? That, that's not the question that's there. I'm being nice to the community. <laughs> they don't have to choose Slime Cat. You and I both think they should choose Slime Cat, but I'm not going to say that this is a superior choice. Hashtag you both Slime Cat. <laughs> so yes, what was your choice and why did you choose Why did you choose it? I am really, really curious with this one to see what everyone says and how it goes. If Twitter allowed five answers, I would have done a Twitter poll already. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. And uh, I think we're almost near the end of the show, which is weird. It's too short. I don't know. So, uh, any, any thoughts on the hockey season, Allie? Really? Really? You're going to do this? Yeah. Yeah. I am not happy that my team's out. It did not feel good that we had seven injuries in these playoffs in this series, and they were very key ones. We were at our third string goalie by the end, and it was a very frustrating end to this season that I thought was going to be ours. Michael Hutchinson did really awesome for you guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all credit to him. He he rocked it. He tried. He tried so hard. I mean, we didn't even have our captain for the last game. It's to lose our main goalie and then to lose our second string goalie and then to lose Eric Johnson and you know other key ones. It just it it, it it was really rough. Well, I have hopes that both of our teams will do better next year. Mine better than yours, but that's just that's No, if I mean we didn't get this year, it's definitely gonna be ours next year. As long as we can, you know, stay healthy. We had injuries all season. It was it was a rough year for injuries for us. <laughs> In the end, I mean, in the history books, this NHL season and this playoffs will have to be marked with an asterisk. Oh, like, for this sure. Is not the usual. This can't be counted as a normal, you know, the team that wins this would have likely won it in the end. Like, it, there's just no way you can say that. No, not like, with how it three all months went down. off and. The whole round robin stuff. and Yeah, like, it was just too crazy. Yeah. Like, who knows what the Jets, Avs, and Blues could have done if it had been a full season. Like, there's no way to know, there's no way to predict, and there's no way to consider it a fair conversation even to say any team would have been a, a shoe-in for the Cup. Um, because there's no way to compare this season to any other one that's happened. True. So, uh, I, I do wish uh, the remaining teams luck. Uh, I, I know who I'm willing to cheer for, uh, but none of the teams that I wanted to cheer for are still in it. So I am undecided. I I, I am as well. I, I might just wait to see who gets to the final. 
and <laughs> and choose from the the options. Right. It's been a crazy season. Uh, yeah, not a, like I said, not a huge fan of any of the remaining teams. So, but uh, yeah. So, uh, any shoutouts for you? My shoutout. I mean, some I think this was a cop out, but it's to Blizzard for this mount of voting community event. It's just been I, I've loved it and I love the impact it's had on the community and how everyone's coming together and having fun with it. So shout out to Blizzard for this really fun creative idea. Okay. So uh my shout out is is not timely, um, but it's one I was thinking of doing when I first started hearing stuff about this. Um my shout out is to the late Chadwick Bozeman. Um the more I hear about all he went through in four years, fighting cancer, recording some stellar movies, not just the ones in the MCU, but so many others, and all that he did, all the time and effort he put into trying to help others, uh, all while struggling against... A terrible disease. Um, people say in in media when when actors talk politics or talk serious stuff, shut up and do what you, do we want you to do. Be our puppet. Be be what we want you to be, not what you choose to be. Um. Chadwick Boseman proved that he is a hero outside of TV and films. Um, Absolutely. By, by doing stuff that I couldn't have done on my best day, and he did it while fighting cancer. Uh, some of his most recent activities, not long before his death, was working with his manager to get gifts to a f child fighting cancer themselves. Uh, a recent trip to St. Jude's, uh, again, while he was fighting cancer, uh, trying to brighten the day of children who are suffering and fighting terrible diseases. Um, if I could do half that on my best day, what he was doing while fighting cancer, I would consider it to be one hell of a good day. So... Uh, that is my shout out, um, and to his friends and family, um, I am envious that you got to know such an amazing person so directly, and, uh, I can only imagine how much he has missed in your lives. So, that is my shout out, uh, and now, let's get to our outro. If you'd like to reach us by voicemail, call 1-785-ATA-WOW5 or 785-282-9695. You can send emails to show at allthingsazroth.com. If you like what we do here, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash allthingsaz. Join our new Battle.net group at bit.ly slash bnetata. Check out Ali's show at dungeonfables.com. 
and Toasty's stream at twitch.tv slash toastypostycan. You can find us on Twitter at allthingsaz, at medros, at fandeth, at toastypostycan, at aliandrusk, and at donforge. And please check out the other shows from the Donforge network, including Group Quest and Shattered Soulstone. And we'll be back next time. In the meantime, take care, happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side of the Afterlives Arden Wheel. Yeah, we will. This podcast is part of the Dawn Forge Network. Copyright 2020.